Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Welcome to Real Presence Radio. My name is Janine Bitson. I'm your co-host this morning, along with Paul Braun. Welcome, Paul. How are you? Good morning, Janine. So great to be with you again. So great. It is so wonderful to be with you, too, Paul. It's always an exciting day when we can join up for Real Presence Radio. It is a wonderful mission. And I'll tell you what, uh, this week they're having their live drive, and uh, they're going to be doing a lot of uh, great programming. So if you want to feel generous, this is the week to feel generous. Oh, and, yeah. and give to Real Presence Radio. It is. It's such a great apostolate in the mission of evangelization that Real Presence Radio does for, boy, how many dioceses are we in now? I think, I think uh, seven. Is that would be? Yes. Are we in seven dioceses? Or I think that is. I, it's I, really fantastic. If, if I'm short of diocese, I'm sorry to whatever diocese I'm short. <laughs> well, welcome, Paul. <laughs> what a great day. As with everything uh, we do at Real Presence Radio, it begins in prayer. So we'd like to begin this morning with a prayer. I love uh, my Magnificat, and for those of you who don't have the Magnificat, I would highly recommend subscribing to it. It's just a really, really beautiful booklet to to have the more morning readings, uh, the readings for each day, uh, the Mass readings, and um, this morning, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, He is our shepherd true, with watchful care on sleeping, on us His erring sheep, an eye of pity keeping. So with a mighty arm, the bonds of sin He breaks, and to our burdened hearts, in words of peace He speaks. I just think that's such a beautiful... A poem, but prayer, and just how the Lord has us in His loving arms, and that we just need to seek Him daily and trust in His wisdom and His power and His glory, and He will guide us in all that we do, no matter how much we err. And uh, with our first guest, uh, Aaron, why don't you lead us for what's up for the the day? Well, thank you very much, Janine. We are looking forward to a great show today, and I'm staring at three of our great guests here in the Diocese of Fargo. We've got Colleen Sampson, Jody Clemens, and Pastor Tom Regan. I know we had Pastor Dave Mata, who we had on the show. We had him on the lineup, but something came up. But I just wanted to welcome Pastor Tom and And the Lord is blessing us with Pastor Tom. He has something in store, I'm sure. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, Colleen and Jody Clemens to talk about the 40 Days for Life. We also have Father Slattery in studio to pray for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. We'll also have him for Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. Get those questions ready. We're really looking forward to your questions. We've also got Gina Bauer coming up to talk about a wonderful retreat coming in the Diocese of Fargo and Hankinson on the Dignity and Beauty of Women. We've also got our 10-minute tour. We've got Janice Riemann to talk about Heal Your Grief Bereavement. It's going to be a, a tough subject, but definitely necessary for... Uh, 
providing those options for those who grieve. We've also got Rick Klein to talk about a wonderful event coming up with the Aberdeen Ron Colley School in South Dakota. So it's just a great show that we've got coming up here. All this right here in Real Presence Live, right back to you, Janine. Oh, well, thank you so much, Aaron, for that preview. Yeah, yeah please stay with us this morning, all our listeners. We are so grateful for our Real Presence Radio listeners. You make this all possible. And we uh, just hope that you stay tuned for such an important message that we're going to even start with this morning. Um, we have three great guests, like Aaron had spoke of. Colleen Sampson, who works with uh, the... Uh, with the Diocese of Fargo, the Eastern North Dakota area for 40 Days for Life, which is just fantastic. Colleen, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a mother of um, seven children, grandmother of 21, and uh, have been involved with pro-life work for some time in my life, and it's uh, a very important work to be involved with. Well, thank you for joining us, Colleen. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Yeah, and also Jody Clemens. We have Jody with us, and and your ministry in the pro-life area is just so phenomenal. Jody, could you tell us more about yourself? Sure can. I am also a wife, and I'm a mother. I am a saved sinner. I'm a lover of Jesus, and I'm a woman, excuse me, who has experienced abortion, and uh, what the enemy intended for evil, um, God has turned it around and allowed me and several other women that I speak with um, to speak of their loss and then their redemption through Christ Jesus, and through that, I've been involved in 40 Days for Life and many other activities in the pro-life movement, which is certainly the heart of God. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for all that you do, Jody. And last but not least, of course, is Pastor Tom Reagan. Tom, tell us a little bit about your role in 40 Days for Life and about yourself. Well, good morning. I am married, and I have three children and three grandchildren, and uh, I'm adopted, and uh, adopted as an infant, and that has been a very pivotal part of my life too in helping to see uh, connections with this you know with with God his grace and his life and uh, also being adopted in the family of God by his grace and and uh, just uh, ever since I was in college I I became alert and aware of what God is doing and the great need of many women and the great sadness that many have and ever since then um I've been connected in one different ways with like uh, pregnancy centers. I've been on the board of directors one and helped start another pregnancy center in Minnesota, and and so I just know the importance of that, and uh, that that it's kind of like a place to go when uh, there's no other place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Crucial, yeah. Well, thank you so much, yeah. all three of you, for being here this morning and and just uh, being able to talk about such an important campaign that is coming up. You know, we're going to be talking about the campaign, which is the largest mobilization, uh, you know, for life in history, really. Uh, it's 40 Days for Life. And so, Colleen, could you tell us a little bit more about what 40 Days for Life is? Actually, it's an amazing campaign. It began in 2004 when four people prayed around a table and asked God what they can do to stop this horror of abortion in our land. And he gave them uh, three components, and that is to fast and pray and be constantly uh, in front of and in the presence of at your local abortion facility and also community outreach. And so... 
they did that, and the time frame that they were given is 40 days, because God uses that time frame uh, very often in His Holy Word to transform people. And so they did that in college, Bryan College Station, Texas, and it was so successful it began to spread. And 2007 it went national, so now um, cities all over the nation joined, and there are 89 cities in 33 states that did that, and Fargo, North Dakota is one of them. And it has since grown to an international campaign, which this year will include 505 cities throughout the entire world, Jeannie. So it, it's an amazing campaign that only God himself could ordain and through the power of the Holy Spirit continues to spread like fire. Yeah, that is so wonderful. You know, and, and you talked about how many locations there are internationally and across our listening area, you know, we have Sioux Falls, Duluth, Mankato, Rochester, and Bismarck, not to mention Fargo right mm -hmm. here, which you're going to tell us more about how to get involved. Mm -hmm. But we do want to encourage our listeners this morning that even though you're not part of the Fargo campaign, per se, you're still part of that international campaign, and to look for information on how you can be involved. Um, that's very, very important. So, Jody, could you tell us about the Fargo site and what it would take to get involved here? Well, to get involved on the For Fargo uh, 40 Days for Life, um, you can contact 40 Days for Life ND, and it's going to give you our website, it's going to give you our phone number, uh, people to contact, and you know, I think I think I just rather you know just address why it's important to be sure, out there if I sure. could. You know, um, North Dakota once started with three abortion facilities: one in Grand Forks, one in Jamestown, and one here. And those of us that have been involved in abortion for years um, have seen those first two abortion facilities close, and that really was through what Scripture tells us to do, and that's to expose the evil deeds of darkness. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we expose them not to be mean, not to be cruel, but that what people would really know what is happening inside an abortion facility, what, which is the intentional taking of an innocent human life. So, you know, when, when we look at the last two facilities that closed, it was through that, exposing the evil deeds of darkness with the intention of closing an abortion facility. North Dakota now has one abortion facility left and that is in Fargo and our heart and the heart of every Christian the heart of every believer should be that this abortion facility closes that there be no more babies that die no more women that cry because of abortion in our state we are neck deep in the shedding of innocent blood in our state because of the massive amount of death that has happened at this facility so we want to expose this evil deed of darkness you know scripture tells us in Ephesians 5 I believe it's 11 have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness but rather expose them so we really are obeying scripture when we go out there to expose this and you know unfortunately some people read the first portion of that verse where it says have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness and they might then go so just ignore it sure. or just stay away from it well that isn't what god tells us to do so by going out to 40 days for life in fargo north dakota we are out there to say this is a reality what's happening in our city in fargo and this is true of every site that you mentioned right. every site right now of all the sites that are having these we are going there to intentionally pray seek the heart of god turn from our evil ways humble ourselves pray giving god a reason to move on our behalf to forgive our sins and heal our land so we go with humble hearts that's right that's so beautifully uh 
spoken, Jody, in such a difficult subject. Uh, it really is at the heart of so many of the evils and problems we have in the world. It comes down to the very right to human life, yes. and and starting in the womb all the way to a natural death. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Well, Pastor Tom, you know, could you tell us a little bit more? You know, how, when, and do they perform abortions at the clinic in Fargo? Wednesdays. Okay. Wednesdays, yep. From I, Women start coming in around 8 and go till mid-afternoon. And it's just a very, very sad, tragic thing. You know, I, I started coming here about three years ago to be out there. And I just walked in one day and, and was observing what was going on. I was during 40 Days for Life. And um, it's, it's ironic that something so terrible is happening even just here in Fargo. And, you know, I know we, we are all busy. We all have busy lives doing different things, whether it's family or work and things like that. But you know, God says, and if I may just say a scripture from Proverbs 31, he says, open your mouth or speak up for those who are, for the mute, or for those who cannot speak, you know, for the rights of all who are destitute. And we really need to do that because he tells us to do this. Right. And, uh, the simple things that can be done, this is about prayer and fasting. And uh, people may say, well, I've never fasted before. You know, but part of the reason of fasting, you know, be wise. If you think there might be a concern with your health, check with a doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. But uh, you could do a simple thing of maybe where you're fasting from a particular food or maybe one meal or partial, oh, part of a meal. And, uh, but the whole tension behind fasting is to get us to be aware of our hunger and then draw us to prayer. I think that's, for me, that's a very huge part. Mm-hmm. You know, it wakes me up to think, oh, there's mo- much more important things going on here than just my hunger. Right. I need to pray. Right. Pray for them. Pray for the women. Mm-hmm. Pray for the dads, you know, the situations, the families. So, so true. I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in this morning to Real Presence Radio. I'm Janine Bitson with my co-host, Paul Braun, and we are so blessed to be, um, so blessed to have Colleen Sampson, Jody Clemens, and Pastor Tom Reagan to talk about the 40 Days for Life campaign, this international 40 Days for Life campaign that is going to believe, I believe, on September 25th. 25th through November 3rd. Through November 3rd. That's Mm -hmm. just fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, Pastor Tom, you're here this morning to call listeners to action, whether they are in Fargo or uh, participate in this campaign wherever they are throughout the world. Um, what is your message for people listening? Um, what is your message to them to maybe be that catalyst to, to spur them into action? I'd say that they should not think that they can't do anything. Mm. God hears our prayers. And he calls us to pray and stand up for these people who can't speak. And we really need to be attentive to that. And um, however they are led to do it by God, just to be obedient and do that. You know, maybe people can't go outside the Fargo location. and That's okay. Then go elsewhere. Be at your home. Be with somebody else. Team up with somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Get something active in your church happening. You know, because like at our congregation, we haven't done anything intentional in that regard, they send me basically to come here to go outside the abortion clinic each each Wednesday when I'm uh, free to, which is about every, every Wednesday, but six times a year. And anyway, so it's like you can do something. Don't be thinking that you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. it is possible. And uh, I know that the prayers of those, even those who don't get out, don't go anywhere, God hears your prayer. Pray for the end of abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for women to choose life because it's it's 
vital. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for that. Jody. for those who want to participate in the North Dakota campaign, uh, maybe actually, Colleen, why don't I ask you this question? Uh, where can they go to find out more information? How can they sign up? We would love it if they would go to 40daysforlifend.com. And on the, on the bar on your right, it says schedule. They can just register and put themselves in. Or they, if they are unable to go in the uh, internet, they can certainly email us at phc at polarcom, P-O-L-A-R-C-O-M-M dot com. Or they can give us a call at in Fargo, 701-356-7979, or outside of Fargo, 701-284-6601. And we will be going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we need every single person out there. We are highly encouraging you to be on the sidewalk with us. Your lives will never be the same. Your hearts will be transformed, and God will move mightily, mightily on His behalf in your heart. So we cannot say enough, Jeannie, how important it is like Tom uh, Reagan said, and also Jody, how important it is to get involved and be a part of this amazing move of God. Oh, well, we can't thank you, all three of you, enough for being here this morning. And for our listeners, I just want to really, really plead with you to make this 40 Days for Life campaign part of your life um, from September 25th 25th through November 3rd through November 3rd and like Tom said you know that sidewalk presence is important but if you can't do that there's ways that you can pray and fast uh, for the women in crisis pregnancies for um, them to choose life for these abortion uh, clinic workers Mm -hmm. that they'll have a change of heart that's a huge part of our prayer that we need to be praying for them Um, and maybe that's a plug maybe your 40 days for life campaign you watch on plan Abby Johnson's movie. It really, really is a well-done show that shows the the humanity on both sides of the issue and the importance for God's love and mercy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, Coming up next, Father William Slattery, Slattery of the Diocese of Fargo will join us to pray for your intentions during the Prayerfully Yours segment. And later, get the questions ready for Father Slattery on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk. We are coming to you from the Fargo studios. I am Janine Bitson and my co-host Paul Braun will be right back on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. Our Fall Live Drive will be Wednesday, September 18th through Friday the 20th. And if you're in the Pine Island area on the 18th, we're bringing our Live Drive tailgate party to St. Michael's Church. What's that mean? Well, from 1230 to 230, you can stop by and have lunch on us. Enjoy brats, chips, and pop while listening to the live broadcast. It's our Live Drive tailgate party at St. Michael's Church in Pine Island. Wednesday, September 18th from 1230 to 230. See you then. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
This week is the Fall Live Drive at Real Presence Radio. Call in Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time to support the mission of Real Presence Radio and keep Catholic Radio on the air. Our goal is to raise $600,000, which is the largest goal we've ever had. And with your support, we know we can do it. Our friendly volunteers will be standing by waiting for your call at 877-795-0122. Real Presence Radio invites you to experience the Eucharistic Miracles Display at St. Philip's Church in Bemidji, Wednesday evening, September 18th. This Vatican-approved display will be traveling with us during our Fall Live Drive Tour. A special presentation will start at 6.30 p.m., and it'll all be on display until 8.30. There's no cost to attend, but will be a free will offering available. Check our website to see all the stops for this Eucharistic Miracles Display, and join us for our Fall Live Drive, September 18th through the 20th. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. listeners back now is our prayerfully yours segment where we will be um praying for the intentions for today as well of all your intentions in your heart mind and soul uh we'd like to begin for bethany's two oldest sons to come back to the catholic faith so father if you could please say a prayer for bethany's sons in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen Eternal Father, you reveal your love to us as a father who always pleads to us to enter your house. This uh, Sunday we are reminded of your extreme love and mercy and the example of the prodigal son. Pray especially for all those who have wandered from the church, especially for Bethany's oldest sons. May they be joyfully brought back to your house for all those who lost are never lost from you and when you move their hearts they long to return to you we pray this through Christ our Lord Amen Amen. we have some other uh, uh, petitions as well Uh, please pray for all my family members who have left the church may they come home soon and we have please pray for Jamie who is on bed rest, waiting for the birth of her second child. Please pray for a healthy baby and mother. And and, and a very sad petition for husband and father, Javier, who was killed. Lord Jesus, in times of joy and sorrow, we come to you. We pray especially for those who have left the church. May they be brought back to your home and rejoice in your Father's house. Pray for Jamie that she may have a healthy delivery and the blessing of motherhood may help her to experience the mystery of your love and the salvation you desire for your children. For the loss of Javier, we pray especially for his family that they may be consoled in this time pray especially for support for them eternal rest we pray for Javier 
May the Lord grant him perpetual life and his kingdom. We pray this as we entrust our hearts to you this day. Lord, listen to our petitions and prayers. For you are merciful and your love endures from every age. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 And we just would like to thank everyone for taking the time to pray with us for these Real Presence Radio family members and their needs. If you have a specific intention you would like prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. Simply click on prayer requests on the main screen. Uh, We are grateful to all of our Real Presence Radio family listeners, and we want all of you to know that your prayer intentions and your needs are important to us and that we want to pray with you. Um, thank you, Father Slattery, for your prayers for our family. And stay tuned for Straight Talk with Father William Slattery of the Diocese of Fargo. You can call in with your questions at 877 That phone number again, 877 This is Paul Braun with Janine Bitson. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Steve Smolenskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. Our Fall Live Drive will be Wednesday, September 18th through Friday the 20th. And if you're in the Pine Island area on the 18th, we're bringing our Live Drive tailgate party to St. Michael's Church. What's that mean? Well, from 1230 to 230, you can stop by and have lunch on us. Enjoy brats, chips, and pop while listening to the live broadcast. It's our Live Drive tailgate party at St. Michael's Church in Pine Island. Wednesday, September 18th from 1230 to 230. See you then. Real Presence Radio invites you to experience the Eucharistic Miracles display at St. Philip's Church in Bemidji, Wednesday evening, September 18th. This Vatican-approved display will be traveling with us during our Fall Live Drive Tour. A special presentation will start at 6.30 p.m., and it'll all be on display until 8.30. There's no cost to attend, but will be a free will offering available. Check our website to see all the stops for this Eucharistic Miracles display, and join us for our Fall Live Drive, September 18th through the 20th. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. I'm Janine Bitson. And I'm Paul Braun. Really nice to be with you this morning on a beautiful day, at least in Fargo. I don't know how it is everywhere else in our radio listening land, but boy, we're going to have... Like close to 90 degrees today. It's going to be gorgeous. Oh, I know. I know. This week it's going to be warmer. I know that I saw the fog forecast down in the Winona area because my daughter, who has done focus missionary work down there, she had to go see her Bible study girls. So she uh, is in a little bit of a fog cloud right now. So those of you in Rochester, Winona, uh, it will burn off soon. The heat is coming your way. <laughs> but those of you here in the Fargo area, if you're going to be playing in the Orv Kelly Shanley Golf Scramble today, I at the Moorhead Country Club. You're going to have a great day for that. We're going to talk about another golf tournament a little later on in the program, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So uh, it's the time of year for golf, the time of year to raise money for good causes. Oh, that's fantastic. And we would love our listeners 
to start getting their questions ready. Uh, our number is one 795 or you can submit your questions on Facebook. And really, listeners, you need to understand that the success of this Straight Talk program totally comes from your questions. Uh, you can talk or just talk about something going on in the world that that you may just want to share what's on your mind. Uh, we would love to hear from you, but you really make this segment what it is. And uh, we've had some fantastic questions, some fantastic comments. And so 877-795-0122. And I always put this out too, Paul. Try and stump the priest. There we go. I but- mean... It's going to be tough to stump this one that we I have know, with us today. I know. <laughs> we, we have Father William Slattery. He is uh, with the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, Father Slattery is also the chaplain over at uh, Fargo Shanley High School and uh, Fargo Sullivan Middle School, and uh, where my son happens to go. And uh, welcome, Father Slattery. Great to have you here. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Jeannie. Oh, nice yeah. to have you. It's uh, yeah, wonderful to be back on this segment again, and uh, look forward especially to hear from our callers and... Uh, Talk about uh, the joy of our faith and the beauty, especially of the Catholic teaching. Uh-huh. The number again is 877-795-0122, or you can uh, send us your question by Facebook, and uh, or and and you can uh, submit these questions for Father Slattery. Um, starting off the uh, the program here, Father Slattery, um, we're we're looking at uh, uh, some questions like. How do our listeners pass along the reality that's the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist? That is so unique to our Catholic faith. But but how do we go along and, and, and pass that along to others, whether they are members of the faith or maybe they aren't Catholic? How do you explain that to them? Well, Paul, I think uh, one of the interesting things that came out recently was uh, the Pew Report. Uh, at, uh, talked about one of the challenges we face in this area, which is that uh, even among the Catholic kind of uh, crowd in our in our pews, around 60% only uh, kind of hold the teaching that uh, that the Eucharist is body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. So that we've obviously got a struggle there. Bishop Barron talked about this in a good homily and just uh, talked about the the challenge because. I mean, if you look at our readings, uh, a lot of our homilies, and we've been focusing on this, and it does uh, create kind of a little bit of a, a challenge for us um, because there's so many of those uh, realities that uh, our faith, and I think a lot of it comes down to kind of simple catechesis in the home. Um, I know that in our world of technology, uh, it can often be difficult. We want to see things present before us and the things especially we don't see president we tend not to believe but especially look at our life that uh you know we find especially our our love that we have uh, between spouses that's not tangible mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the love we have in our family those aren't tangible realities but they're so they're so true and concrete um at the same time and uh, i think part of it has to be a little bit of a uh, pope francis talks about not losing sense of our traditions yeah that the modern world wants especially to us to abandon everything from the past to become kind of completely new but he says you know if we abandon the roots that are are kind of where we come from we lose identity who we are 
he basically said it very strongly. It'd be committing suicide. Yes, is what yep. he said, and not and to not to uh, you know take. Not to use that word lightly, because there is that real struggle for people with mental illness. So not to use that word lightly, but basically that if we don't take seriously the traditions of our faith, we are our life is done exactly. And and so we um, we would really like our listeners that that you heard that sound in the background. That means that our phone lines are open. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Please please call. We have. wonderful guest father slattery to answer your questions or to discuss with whatever's on your mind um so we are talking a little bit about the eucharist there there has been this heightened need um to really talk to our fellow catholics about the source and summit of our faith and to truly understand the real presence of jesus in the eucharist um that we receive every sunday at mass Yep, I think in getting back to Paul's question too of how do how do we as listeners do that? I think a lot of it has to do with, as you know, Pope Francis would say, reclaiming our traditions. So, diving into those uh, sacred texts that talk about the reality of Jesus, who has become present to us uh, under the forms uh, of of the sacrament, uh, and how he leaves us again this perpetual memorial of the fruits of his passion, death, and resurrection. Uh, and how this is again the seal of, uh, as in Matthew says, "I will be with you always <laughs> to the end of the age." That, that's uh, one of the important parts of this is that this is how Jesus remains with us and fully present um, to His church, and through the sacrament, not only do we have access to uh, His life, but then it promises the you know kind of the perpetual gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, which brings healing. Do you think Catholics, Father, kind of take the Eucharist for granted now in, in, in this day and age? Because uh, when, when you really think about it, you, you, you really should be uh, prepared to accept the Eucharist. But do you think maybe um, Catholics are like, well, it's just something I do when I go to Mass, and I just go up there and take communion. They really don't have maybe in their mind or in their heart what they're really doing? I think that is probably, probably the issue is uh, is that, yeah, it's easy, especially when you look at gifts, gifts that are given over and over again. It's easy to become uh, ungrateful in a real way or take it for granted. And uh, I think in a lot of our, our world today, too, of, you know, we in the United States are so blessed at the same time, too, that brings with it that danger of comfort that we lose sense of, you know, what is truly a gift and what is something that we can just have daily. And, uh, it becomes a challenge for us because you think of uh, the other parts of the world where they uh, they don't have access to the mass as we do. Mm-hmm. Not even every Sunday. Some places it might be they get one mass a year, uh, and there's a difference there of how we can grow really, really uh, kind of uh, we can lose our zeal, grow you know, slack in in our our reverence for Christ and then in, in our, our gratitude for the Eucharist. So. Well, how should one prepare for communion? Yeah, I think uh, obviously one of the primary things the church says is that we prepare especially for communion by uh, making reparations for our sins. Uh, so making kind of good confession regularly uh, prepares us to receive the gifts of the, of the sacrament. Uh, uh, as we look, come to the church as well, uh, the time of, of quiet, and this is often part of like 
taking it for granted is we really not good about being quiet. <laughs> uh, but again, is that reality is that we're experiencing a sign. Uh, it is, and I mean, uh, yes, the symbol sign, uh, the sacrament comes under this form that brings the body and blood of Jesus and soul and divinity. But we have to be able to interiorly affirm and recognize that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, kind of not like the drive-through. Right, right. We want to remind our listeners here that uh, you're you're tuning in to Real Presence Radio. My name is Janine Bitson. I'm Paul Braun. I'm Paul Braun. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. It's just great. We have straight talk going on right now with Father William Slattery. So we really, really would love to have you call in 877-795-0122 with your questions. If you have questions about the Eucharist, if you have questions about our sacred tradition, um, whatever the question might be. Well, in getting back to what we were talking about earlier, there's there's one other question I have. At the beginning of Mass, uh, uh, the priest says, uh, you know, may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Is that enough? Is that enough of forgiveness of sins <laughs> to be able to go to communion? Uh, well, I think part of it is that uh, it's called the penitential, right? Uh-huh. And uh, whenever we have any liturgy in the church, uh, we always start with the penitential, right? It's that I'm mean, going from uh, from the long-standing tradition of Jesus and his teaching when he hi- highlights again the uh, the tax collector and the publican that the one whose prayer is heard is the one who's humble before mm-hmm. God, who recognizes his need for God rather than his own righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, is it enough? I think well, we can never be sorry enough for our sins, <laughs> but at the same time, Very it's true. it's the start and the start of it. But that's the reality of the. The Liturgy Eucharist is a way through which uh, we enter into preparation. So what does it start with? Hum- humility, that we humble ourselves before God. And then after that, directing our hearts and minds to him, we listen to his word. Uh, that's the first kind of form of our encounter with, with Jesus is in the lit- liturgy of the word, uh, the gospel, but particularly is, is again that prime encounter uh, where our hearts are again are meant to have conversion. Um, and turn towards him and, and express our desire to have unity with him and his church. And that uh, leads then to the celebration of how this comes about. Uh, through the celebration then of the Eucharist, we have, uh, we have access to the fruits of his Paschal mystery. Uh, and then that great time of when we come forward for communion. Uh, we're expressing there not only our communion with God, the Father, but also with each other in the church. And that's kind of part of uh, the kind of the importance of that. We kind of fail to see that aspect too. It's like, mm-hmm. I have to, it's importance of like the sign of peace at Mass mm-hmm. too, is that uh, it's not only that God forgives me of my sins, but I actually have to express my communion with each other in the church. That's the whole full sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I do have a question because... Um, First of all, I'm going to put out our number one more time here, uh, 877-795-0122. Much rather hear your questions than Paul and I bringing up questions, but um, we would uh, certainly love to have your comments and questions for Father Slattery. So please call in. Um, but my question is, is you know, we went through a period in our church where we did have some poor catechesis with the real presence of the Eucharist. And so for those that you know, maybe going through the motions is just kind of like a continuation of how they how they had been taught. What can we do as Catholics to to um, 
speak the truth to the real presence of Christ? I mean, is there something in the catechism or I know scripture is loaded with it. Can you give our listeners some some uh, words of Jesus to, to go by or from the magisterium? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I mean, the scripture that comes to mind especially is that uh, from the Gospel of John that Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, remain in me. Uh, and that's kind of one of the beauties of, uh, we find in kind of a the reformation happening in the church in this time from that time of poor catechesis and the confusion that came about with the Second Vatican Council. I mean, it was very good at the same time, but there is some aspects of how this is implemented and how a lot of people interpret it. The church is abandoning old traditions. As you know, Pope Francis said, it, but it wasn't about that. But at the same time, how do we be open to the Spirit? We're seeing this renewal, and it said it a lot about the Eucharist. Um, you see, uh, on college campuses, um, you know, a major emphasis of Eucharistic adoration, uh, both in, especially and also at a high school level too. I mean, working at a school, it's one of the main emphasis we have is uh, helping kids to have an encounter in prayer uh, and profoundly, again, in that presence of the Eucharist. Uh, again, the Eucharist being that sign of how we can remain close to Christ and you know, it's really interesting because the fruits of that are happening. I remember my own uh, story as a priest comes from my time in college and the first time I uh, began to do the practice of Eucharistic adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an invitation from another person and would go. And when we'd have that time with the Lord of reflection, uh, it's kind of uh, the way a good spirit director put it. It's like looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're gazing upon him, but he reveals so much more about who we are when we draw close to him. Uh, that's uh, especially coming from God. He says that in Christ, man's fully alive. And Christ reveals man to himself. <laughs> and it's uh, interesting that we find that uh, this renewal coming about with adoration is especially that, that is that uh, young people are finding more about themselves in prayer Right. Than they can by looking in the mirror or by studying, uh, and it's a uh, it's a deeper truth, and they find especially that peace that that Christ desires to offer. It's so beautiful that you said that, and and something comes to my mind that happened last week. Um, my daughter had surgery, uh, ACL repair, and um, I've been driving her around, and and then one day she just was like, "Mom, I need to be with Jesus," and she's like, she drove. And I'm like going, oh boy. But it was so important for her to go and be at the Blessed Sacrament and pray, you know, um, with Jesus. And so it's so true. There is a renewal out there in our young people, and it's a really, really beautiful thing. Um, And it's just nice to have that encounter, like you say, you know, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. But how do we prepare more for the Eucharist? Like even in the readings today, one of my favorite things is the centurion yep. and wanting the slave to be healed. Can we talk about that reading today? Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, part of uh, part of the reading is a continuation of uh, of the Gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, a lot of it is in connection too with uh, one of the unique parts of uh, Jesus' mission, which is uh, not only does he give. Uh, a fulfillment of the teachings of the Jewish people. So he fulfills the old covenant, but there's that spreading and invitation uh, to the to the 
the Gentiles. And we find that also within uh, Paul's letter to Timothy, the kind of the connection between both readings are centered around uh, that the freedom that comes to us in Christ and that this is an invitation not just for some people who are elect or selected anymore, but rather coming from the tradition of the Jewish people, they're meant to be a sign. And uh, I love that aspect of the centurion because if you're looking at the celebration of the Eucharist and again, how scriptural our mass is, mm-hmm. the response that we say, uh, especially once the Eucharist is presented to mm-hmm. us, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, we say the words the centurion. We put ourselves in the centurion spot. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Right. And at Mass every time we go. Yep. And uh, we enter that mystery of, again, the, the sacrament is a way through which we have, in a tangible sign, access to the presence of, of Christ mm-hmm. and his healing. And we find there, so we place ourselves, as Paul said, in the feet, in the shoes of the, uh, of the centurions. Knowing again, go back the, then the sandals. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we know of the power, and I think looking at the great uh, part of that gospel passage is it's about authority. Yeah. Uh, and looking at that, that especially love and authority, mm-hmm. is because the centurion, one of the things of being righteous is how he loves his slave. I mean, again, you know, it's hard to talk about this in the context in the sure, United States sure. uh, because uh, you have a different concept, especially there, of, of slavery. But at the same time, too, is that care for this person who is under his control, under his authority, mm-hmm. that he would search in many ways, you know, even to strange areas like this guy from Nazareth <laughs> who mm-hmm. other people are pointing out as being a healer, that he would have, again, the concern not just only to grab a doctor, but that he go out to one who works wonders mm-hmm. uh, for this. And so, uh, yeah, so we say with the centurion, you know, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should en- enter into my roof, but only say a word, only say a word. And uh, we, we respond, especially then, amen, mm-hmm. we believe that. It's beautiful. Well, the number for Straight Talk for you to join us is 877-795-0122, or you can uh, send us your question on Facebook. We're here with Father William Slattery of the uh, Diocese of Fargo. One of the things I'd be really interested in to hear from uh, listeners are, what are some of those Catholic traditions that they'd like to see come back into the church? And um, we had a very interesting uh, visit in May from a wonderful relic of a saint. The whole relics uh, tradition and and what it means in the Catholic faith. Um, Many people, I'm sure, would like to see uh, that come back more and maybe understand what these relics are all about, what they symbolize, and where are these relics? Yeah, I think, uh, Paul, that's that's a wonderful thing because we find in the history of the church there's importance of, of these uh, mementos in a certain way. Relics are kind of like a, a, a souvenir um, of an experience of the life of the saint. Uh, something, again, we being so human, we love this reality of being able to have physical things that remind us of an, of an encounter, an experience. And uh, so I took, uh, I, every year I take kids over to Rome, and this is one of their primary things. And it's the most shocking part is because not only do we have relics, you know, uh, of clothing, but often one of the most extreme cases is we have these uh, incorruptible saints. Yeah. And so they see in these churches these bodies of saints, and uh, that's very, very 
strange for our context. We don't see that often. And, uh, but at the same time, their, their eyes are opening to this un- understanding. And when I talked to about, I talked about kind of why they do this and what it's there for, is that same reality of, you know, part of our humanity wants to reach out to something tangible, and God knows this. Uh, and so we were looking at, you know, if you go to the, if you go to, to uh, you know, National Park. Now you're not allowed to do this, but you're always tempted. I want to take something home from this experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take a rock because that's illegal to take from a national park. But leave, again, leave the bison alone. Yeah, don't touch the bison. <laughs> but the reality is, there is that part of, you know, we go to a beach in the, you know, a country where we're never going to go back again. What do we do? Take some sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we climb a mountain and we might again take a little rock from that mountain because every time then we refer back to it we have access to that memory and that's the reality of kind of the the origin relics is coming from the martyrs that was the first uh first example of relics that uh, uh these people gave their lives out of love for jesus and those followers their loved ones saw that example and how in front of the world that has power and dominance, that love it triumphs, and so they would go and with you know sheets of 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 you know clothing or you know the kind of little tears they'd sop up their blood, or they take their bones away from you know being uh, fed upon by animals and would reposit it somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. And, that, and again, that reality of the memento of that witness that I have a physical reminder is very powerful. And I think we underestimate it. And that the same way we had, you know, John Vianney's relics here in May of, of a pastor whose heart... Uh, <laughs> the heart of a priest. It was a heart of a priest. Mm-hmm. And in that reality, that reality, the heart of Jesus uh, present in, in the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at that. Now, it might seem very weird that we have in a glass vial a heart of, of a man who lived, you know, a couple hundred years ago. But at the same time, it's that token of what our life can be like if we have that same witness. That's what the memory brings back. Mm-hmm. If we have the same love, how is that going to transform our life? Right, right. And, and the proper care for those relics, if, if um, our listeners, any of our listeners have a relic, um, whether it's a first, second, or third class relic, can you uh, speak to our listeners on the proper care and reverence that need to be given to those? Yeah, relics, again, as, uh, they're, they're absolutely a little higher than your average uh, vacation souvenir. So, but uh, no, I mean we do. Uh, and we we reverence, uh, and I think we look at one of the important kind of teachings of the church is uh, a concept that you know, we always learn uh, when seminary is that the law of prayer is the law of belief. So basically, what we pray uh, in the in the mass and what we pray has an effect, and it, it really expresses what we believe. And so part of that we see from the uh, preface of of all saints is that what we worship in the saints is that through their lives Jesus crowns his own merits so we don't really worship them at all we don't honor them in the sense of because they're closer to us than Jesus no we honor them because what we see in their lives is how Jesus crowns his merits Jesus is present in them Uh, and so we find then with a relic what we do is we do venerate the relic Again, venerate is different than worship. We don't worship relic, but at the same time, we give it respect and honor. And so, you know, we give it a, a pride of place or, you know, a certain way of, might be up on a mantle. Um, relics are usually supposed to be meant uh, for connection with public veneration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of having private relics is not, 
while it might happen, isn't kind of the view of the church doesn't really approve of that. Um, uh, but um, and so if you listeners, if you do have them, I'm not trying to tell you to get rid of them. But the reality is that uh, that they're meant especially not to be held, uh, but rather to be again that momentum to all Christians of what it means to live a life close to Christ. Well, we had a listener call in with a question about relics, and it's it's actually a, a question for our time. Yeah, believe it or not, um, when you're talking about the care of relics, can you? Take a selfie with a relic. Is is that irreverent? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this comes to one of the questions of our time. Is that <laughs> yeah, we don't have a little culture of reverence anymore, uh, and especially everything's uh, captured. And uh, you know, if it comes down to it, you know, the question is, you know, can you do that? Are you going to go to hell if you take a selfie with a relic? No. A <laughs> very simple answer. But, that but it way. might be something you might not want. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you look at it too. I mean, you see that of. Uh, one of the challenges of our culture is that aspect of wanting to capture, wanting to capture, which uh, I think is that expression of our human reality of we want a memory. But what we find with selfies is you take them and you never really look at them again. And so are you really capturing it? And uh, one of the beautiful things when we take these kids to Rome uh, every year is that they can't bring their phones. Oh, I love that idea. Uh, and, you know, it's a challenging idea at first, but at the same time, too, is that what we capture with our memory uh, actually lasts a lot longer and then what we capture with our phone. That's just fleeting. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we take a picture, yes, because we want to look back at it later, but then how often do we actually look back at it? But then when your eyes are open to an experience, and that's part of that aspect of, like, reverence and why taking a selfie obviously wouldn't be held up as an act of reverence, mm-hmm. even though it's not going to, you know, you're probably not going to go to hell for it. But uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's, it, it isn't. You're not really opening yourself to an encounter with, the fruits that Jesus wants to give, or again, the lesson that Jesus wants to give to us through the life of that saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that reality of what it means to be holy, uh, we set things apart. That's what holy means. Mm-hmm. In a real way, that's what the relic is, is this person's life is being set apart as a lesson of how we can cooperate with grace. And, uh, and to do an act like that, in a certain way, it deflates it. It deflates the meaning. Okay. And, uh, and, that, and I think, again, it's going to be a personal thing. You're just not going to get out what you should in that moment. It's what you said about veneration yep. uh, and, and venerating the relic and, and treating it with that respect. Yep. Uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. That does. And, you know, that's like, you know, you wouldn't take a selfie at a funeral. I mean, maybe people have, but... No, yeah, I don't what? think I, mean, I would. <laughs> uh, but you see that. I mean, like, you're kind of looking at some of this common courtesy. I mean, if you're at a funeral, you wouldn't take a selfie with a corpse. Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah, you know, if, uh, you know, if you're at your, you're at a wedding, you don't, you know, photobomb at the exchange of the vows to take Who a selfie. Who doesn't photobomb <laughs> at a wedding? <laughs> well, and I guess on that note, too, uh, so many of our medals, our saint medals, you know, they they can become third-class relics if they're attached to a relic mm-hmm. of a saint, and yet they're um, designed to be worn on a chain, yep. you know? So then how is that, like, public well, display I, then yeah, considered? Yeah, I mean, again, is uh, I think that's kind of the difference between the first class relics and the, and the second and third is that part of it is that the third class is meant for private devotion of okay. again that this person this saint is particularly close to me and uh and then again i kind of express my desire to remain close to how jesus worked through their life and imitate that mm-hmm. and then so again that kind of part of it is 
yes, uh, you know, again, it's that presence of touching something, and, then, and even a second-class relic. Uh, so difference between first-class, second-class, and third-class listeners is that first-class especially is something that was, again, part of the bodily life of the saint. Uh, so, I mean, often we hold on to bones, hair, uh, often even blood sometimes. Um, but uh, again, that physical reminder of their body, which is a promise of the resurrection. And that's uh, that kind of reality, the token of what we are is that this was the saint. Second class is something that they used or wore in their lifetime. So clothing or even, you know, books or diaries, uh, shoes. You know, the, these, these again are things that remind us of what they looked like. Again, constant thing of the relics is that living memory that brings us in encounter of Jesus through the lives of the saints. And then third class is basically something that usually touches a first class uh, relic. Again, is that, you know, it could be a rosary. Again, it's our, our kind of desire to take away a memento of that moment and how this saint's life following Christ is transformative. That's our selfie. Yes. There so, we go. Yeah, yeah, that's, again, part of it is that it shows that reverence of respect. If you look mm -hmm. at, you know, the old time of uh, the knights, uh, you know, the fealty of, you know, to someone of greater authority, they give the, their sword, right, to take their sword as a sign of honor of well, I give over my service. And it's kind of the same way with uh, kind of third class relic is that you're, we're taking on ourselves uh, a, a desire to follow them. That's become right. a disciple. Thank you so much, Father Slattery, for that. Uh, we really only have one minute left for callers, so if you want to have a, a question or a comment, quickly, quickly get it in um, here. But what a what a great explanation of relics and the fact that we were even talking about the Eucharist earlier and the, the real presence. We have something coming to the Diocese of Fargo pretty soon, and it's going to be the, the Eucharistic Miracles display. Yep. And and that's going to be a fantastic way to venerate relics and then also see their tie to the Eucharist. Absolutely. And I think, uh, so that'll be at the cathedral, I think, is it next Friday? I or next week? I would have to check the schedule yeah, for that. Listeners, you'll, you'll find that information We'll out, get but, you that information. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, just a, but a heads up be, to... It's going to be a, a great thing of, like, again, the, uh, the education uh -huh. around Eucharistic miracles, their importance in the history of the church. And also, again, what they point to is that all the Eucharist miracles are pointing often to when there was doubt over Jesus' real presence, there was a work that Jesus, again, doesn't want to leave us in darkness, but shows us light, and he'll do it in radical ways. And that's yeah. kind of the beautiful story of these, uh, these Eucharistic miracles uh, through that, is that often you have occasions in which human nature wants to go with what their eyes see. But Jesus says, right, that faith, faith, and that's the great hymn by St. Thomas is that where, faith, where senses fail, <laughs> faith will tell us that yeah. Christ is present. So beautiful. So beautiful. I'm wow. trying to call up the information oh. on, our, <laughs> on our... Now I know why we need a new website at the Diocese of Fargo. It's <laughs> a little difficult to call it up on the phone here. But yes, uh, uh, the uh, Eucharistic Miracle of the World. Um, I'm, I'm checking to see when that is, is happening here on our website. I'm not... We will get that information for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll we'll we follow will. up with yeah. that. But something. Uh, oh, September twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th at the cathedral. Fantastic, yes. okay. fantastic. Well, we um, we're we're coming up to the end of this segment, and we can't thank you enough, Father Slattery, for joining us. Um, we. Um, 
just want to remind our callers that your questions, we had a lot here in studio, but your questions make this segment uh, the best. So reminder, this segment is on 930 Central Time every Monday through Friday. And up next, we'll have Gina Bauer. She'll be here to discuss beauty and dignity of women. And later in the show, get ready for our tour of fun for the whole family on our 10-minute tour. This is Janine Bitson. And I'm Paul Brunn. And we'll be right back on Real Presence Radio Live. <music> 